0: Jamuna Tira Banachari Jamuna Tira Banachari jayo radha madhava kunja bihare jayo radha madhava kunja bihari. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasa Deegaur Vrinda jayo shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shri vasudeva bhakta vrindavan hare rama ram ram hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare, hare rama hare rama jayo goranata go 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 jay go jayo goranata goranata jayo goranata jayo goranata jayo jaganna Baladeva Jai Shri Subhadra Jayo Radha Balab Radhe Jayo Radha, vallabha Radha, vallabha Shri Radha. Jai O Radha Balla Bha Prabhupad Prabhupad Prabhupad, jai jai Prabhupad. Jai O jai prabhu paat prabhu jai jai prabhu All Glories to assemble Devotees, All Glories to assemble Devotees, All Glories to Assembled Devotees, All Glories to Shri Guru and Gauranga, All Glories to to Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 7, verse number 26. Chapter name What Prahlad Learned in the Womb Abhistrivarnai Parshyastr. Ebhivarnaya Paryastair Ebhistrivarnai Paryasternai Paryaster Buddhibeda Kriyobava Buddhi Beda Kriyoba Buddhi Beda Kriyodbhavai Swaroopam Atmano Budget Swaroopam Atmano Budget Gandhar Vayum Ivan Vayat Gandhar Vayum Ivan Vayat A.B. Striver Nepariya Stair Buddy Veda Kriyot Bavai Swaroopam, Matman, oh, Buddha Gandhair, why you me one wayat? A Bistrivarna Paryastair, Buddha, I cry out, Bavai Swaroopam, Matman, oh, Buddha Gandhair, Pariyasta, Muddi Beda Kriyot
1: Baba,
0: Rupa Mamma, Mano,
1: Sarupa
0: matmano buddhya e Sarupa matmano buddhya Mataji's Buddhi Srivarni padhyaste
1: Gander vayur Ivan vayat
0: Buddhi ne pariastaer Budti bede kriyod bave Swarupamatmano buddhid evishtrivarne paryaasthair buddhi vedat kriyod bhavai, bhavai. swaropam atmano buddhe gander vayu mivanvaya What word meaning? e vihi e by these. Three varnahe, composed of the three modes of nature. Paryasthai, completely rejected due to not touching the living force. Buddhi, of intelligence. Bhedahe, the differentiations. Kriya Kriyaodbhavai, produced from different activities. Swarupam, the constitutional position, Atmanaha, of the self, Buddheth, one should understand, Gandahe, by the aromas, Vayum, the air, Eva, exactly like, Anvayat, from close connection, translation. As one can understand the presence of air by the aroma it carries, so under the guidance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can understand the living soul by these three divisions of intelligence. These three divisions, however, are not the soul. They are constituted of the three modes and are born of activities. You can repeat the translation. As one can understand the presence of the air by the aromas it carries. So, under the guidance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can understand the living soul by these three divisions of intelligence. These three divisions, however, are not the soul. They are constituted of the three modes and are born of activities, purport by Prabhupada. As already explained, there are three states to our existence, namely wakefulness, dreaming and deep sleep. In all three states, we have different experiences. Thus the soul is the observer of these three states. Actually, the activities of the body are not the activities of the soul. The soul is different from the body just as aromas are distinct from the material vehicle in which they are carried. The soul is unattached to material activities. This analysis can be considered by a person who is fully under the shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. This is confirmed by the Vedic injunctions, yasmin Vikyate sarvam evam bhavati. If one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can automatically understand everything else. Because of not taking shelter of Lord's lotus feet, even great scholars, scientists, philosophers and religionists are always bewildered. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 2, Verse 32. Even though one may artificially think himself liberated from material contamination, if he has not taken shelter of Lord's lotus feet, his intelligence is polluted, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 3.4.2 Indriyani Paranyahur Indre Manastu tu saha. Above the senses is the mind, and above the mind is the intelligence, and above the intelligence is the soul. Ultimately, when one's intelligence becomes clear through devotional service, one is situated in Buddha Yoga. This also is explained in Bhagavad Gita, dadāmi buddhi yogam tam yena māmu When devotional service develops and when one's intelligence becomes clear, one can use his intelligence to return home, back to Godhead. <laughs> Swam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Swapadāntikam Bandeham Sri Guru, Sri Yutava the Kamalam, Sri Gurun Vaishnavamstra, Sri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatan, Vitam Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadhutam, Parijana Saitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha Krishnapadan, Sahagana Lalita, Sri Vishakhan Vitamstra, He Krishna Karuna Sindhu, Dinavandu Jagat Patego, Pesha Go, Pika, Kanta, Radha, Kanta, Namastute, Tapta Kanchanago, Radhe, Vrindavaneshwari, Brishabhanu, Devi, Pranamami, Hari Priye, Kripa, Sindhu, Vaiva, Patitana, Mapavane, Vaishnava, Beonamaha, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu, Nityananda, she had waited her, she was bhakta brinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare Namamishna Padai, Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale, Shrimathe Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamine. Namaste, Saraswati Deve, Gorwani Pracharine Nirvishesh Shunnevadi, Pascha Tadishatarine. Hare Krishna. So this is um, exactly in cont- continuation with yesterday's theme. Um, that's why Prabhupada is referring in the purport back to the verse which Mon Prabhupada did yesterday, where three types of intelligence is being discussed. The first one is one in wakefulness, the other is dreaming and the third is deep sleep. So yesterday Prabhu has already discussed these three types of intelligence, so we will not get into that topic. Uh, but here in the purport, Śrīla Prabhupāda is taking right towards the end, on right on the perfect or proper use of intelligence. Which is to enable us to return home back to Godhead, where we originally belong to. So within our body, in a very simple way, I'll just very briefly explain uh, the the roles of, of, of mind and intelligence because the roles of senses are very clear to us and many of us are very expert in different areas of engaging our senses. So we understand that the lowest in the hierarchy are the sense objects. Then, higher than the sense objects are the senses, which are attracted to the sense objects. Now, if something is very beautiful, something is very eye-catching, we see while in the city or wherever we are, then, then naturally the eyes are going to turn towards it. But higher than the senses is the mind, now this mind which is in Bhagavad Gita, compared to the ropes which are attached to these uh, uncontrolled horses, the role of the mind which is supposed to control the senses is literally opposite. It has completely reversed. The whole hierarchy in our case has gone upside down. The sense objects which are supposed to be the lowest in the rung are the highest for us, are the most important for people. So, So they decide the destination of the soul. So, I'll just quickly cover what the hierarchy is, just because most of you already know. So, then it's sense objects, then the senses, then it's the mind, and superior to mind is intelligence, and superior to intelligence is soul. So, the so basically, the, the, how it's supposed to be is soul or the workings or the needs of the soul will decide everything bottom down. Uh, basically, to the level of what our senses, Will uh, consume in terms of sense object, which is good for the soul. So, based on whatever is good for the soul, decisions will be made right at the bottom. But because we have turned it upside down, so the sense object decides the destination of the soul. In our case, in most of our case, if not for devotees, but in general, I am saying for people in material world. So. And that's why we'll see even the advertising industry is using exactly the same concept that they make the sense object look so attractive that everything else follows. And, and using that same tactic, um, all the products are sold, all the marketing is done. Once we were heading a class on how the casinos are set. And they very systematically make sure that you hear the sounds of people winning coins and constantly coins falling and people are winning and a very happy mood is set, certain aromas are set in casinos, certain sounds are set, everything is very gold-gold looking in the casinos. Why? Because all these senses are going to decide your destination and for them, the destination is how much money you are going to take out of your pocket. So, all these eye-catching, very attractive sense objects, they rule everything which is supposed to rule the senses and the sense objects, actually speaking. So now, what actually makes it happen, Bhagavad Gita very clearly points out, is the weak intelligence. And a very, very amazing, in a very simple way, the example is given which attracts a lot of people's attention, even on books on the street, if you show this example, that our body is considered like a chariot and the senses are the horses, the mind are the rope which supposed to control the horses. But the interesting thing is, on a chariot, the ropes which are supposed to control the horses can never, never, ever control the horses if there is no driver or if the driver is not trained how to use it so the driver of the chariot is intelligence and that's why as manman pro was mentioning yesterday krishna did emphasize a lot on buddhi yoga uh, there is no term as as known as mana yoga which is yoga of the mind uh, but buddhi yoga is there because the driver of the chariot is the intelligence hmm? which is the, as, as said in bhagavad gita the next door neighbor to the soul so soul to reach soul The workings are closest done by using intelligence and that intelligence which is the driver of the chariot is supposed to control the mind. Now, if we are the passenger who is sitting on a chariot where everything is going haywire, all the ropes are flying in the air, the driver is just sleeping, not interested, drunk and the horses are trying to go in whatever direction they want, just imagine the painful journey of the passenger. And that's exactly what we as conditioned souls go through, a very painful journey in this material world. Uh, Just, today is, what Friday? Uh, Wednesday night I was at the airport, we were just receiving uh, one devotee who is very famous, Uh, he's come here for some event he's doing. And there we had uh, at least 25, 30 very rich, very successful money-wise uh, Indian businessmen who came to receive him. And these are all like big time real estate giants, some have tour companies and whatnot. And And just to receive him, they were... every single car that came to receive him was above 100,000. So just to create a scene, and they they could afford. That's why they brought it. A few hummers were there, Mercedes, Rolls Royces. Everything was above. And and when we were standing at the airport, we would, I was discussing with another devotee. He's just just look at the faces, you know, look at everyone's everyone's face and the lifestyle. At least out of there were 25, 30 people. At least I would say more. 10 or 12 were drunk. This is night nine, 9 o'clock in the, at the airport. And uh, uh, there was camera, there was media, everything was just full flashy thing, uh, but very unhappy. Very morose, the faces were just, that devotee, the other person with me only, was also pointing out rule. Why are they are looking like this? I said, this is the lifestyle. Hmm? When you reverse the cycle, when the sense object decides your journey, which is you, the soul within the body, this is exactly what it reflects or looks like. Hmm? So, uh, using this purport and especially the last part of the purport, we'll try to see what uh, our Acharyas, what Lord Chaitanya, what Bhagavatam talks about, how to gain entrance or how to actually make intelligence so successfully potent, uh, where it can enter Krishna's abode, where it can really reach to the spiritual realm. If we see within us, the faculty as mind is nothing but a option-giving faculty within us. As soon as we desire to enjoy, the mind just generates all the options it has. It's exactly like uh, how you type in your, in your computer URL. If you want to suppose, whole life what you have done is you have just flown. If someone is from India and they say, they've always typed flyindia.com for example in their url or if someone is from wherever they just try- type that country in the url now suddenly after f- 20 years of traveling to india we decide okay now this year i want to travel to us but now the url is which is exactly like the mind as soon as you decide i want to travel and as soon as you try www.fly automatically the option will come is flyindia.com now for you to make your default option as flyus.com you have to enter it many many times. Um, So mind is exactly the projection of all the sanskaras or all the impressions we have accrued from the past. And as soon as we again decide okay I want to enjoy, mind just projects all the same previous options which has already led us to so much troubles where we are at right now. And again those options will come forth. Now the intelligence which is the discriminating faculty within us which actually creates distinction whether it's good or not and based on that we choose certain options which mind projects then if that faculty within us is very weak which is our discriminating faculty intelligence whether it is good for you or not if that is not nourished enough then mind takes over and mind's decisions are based on senses and its attraction to sense objects. It is as simple. Mm-hmm. For example, if someone is into health and fitness, or someone has started to learn about health and fitness. So now, whenever... Suppose, see, I am from northern part of India. So when we talk about breakfast, only option comes to us is aloo paratha, gobi paratha, like, you know, with chaach, dai and all that. If someone is from southern part of India, then the options may come, okay, Idli, or Utpalm, or Dosa, or if someone is from Australia, then may options may come, muesli with yogurt, or some bread, avocado, or whatever. Now, if someone is into health and fitness, and they decide that enough of my uh, unhealthy breakfast, the day begins with some so much calories. Now, the intelligence must be trained with the education of what is a good diet. You must give enough knowledge to the intelligence to basically train the intelligence what is a good diet and then only intelligence can tell the mind, no, these options are not healthy for you, can you change? Look for something else, think for something else and that becomes your, gradually, your default option to choose something right for you. That's how, that's what the intelligence will do, but again, the decision still remains to the soul, whether to go for it or not. Mm? So now, in this, in our case, in Krishna consciousness, in our spiritual journeys, the same principle will be applied. Mm? Now, if we do not nourish our intelligence enough, then the same patterns will follow and decades will pass, but the patterns will not change. Only the external tilak will become better, the way we wear dhoti or other dresses depending on who you are, that will change, that will become better. Mm. Our our presentation, our way of giving classes will become better, our externally doing service will appear or look good, but internally will be exactly with the same patterns where we begin with. So will so in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in Madhya Leela this description comes, this discussion between it's this, this particular section is called Sanatan Shiksha, where uh, Lord Chaitanya is is in discussion with Sanatan Goswami. And now we, we know that past time, and it's a very famous one, where Sanatan Goswami approaches Lord Chaitanya, saying that, everyone calls me a great scholar, a great pundit, but I don't know who I am, can you please help? So in that context, Lord Chaitanya first glorifies Sanatan Goswami as a great, <coughs> great uh, uh, spiritual practitioner, a, a perfected soul actually, who has received the blessings and mercy of Krishna, but for the benefit of people, he continues to speak, and there he says, Achira eva sarva, sarvartha sithyati esam abhipsita satdharmasyava bodaya Yesam nirbandi mati. Now, he is giving a complete contrast of what a good, unflinching, undeviating intelligence is. To what? Contrast to what? To the, to the type of intelligence Śrīla Prabhupāda is talking about in this purport. Śrīla Prabhupāda is quoting verse from 10th Canto, Bhāgavatam, which is 2nd chapter, 32 verse. Jiyanne arvindākṣa vimukta mānizhna. Tvai asth bhāvat avishuddha buddhe. Śrīla Prabhupāda is talking about avishuddha buddhe, contaminated buddhi. Hmm? That buddhi, which is intelligence, which is not pure, that intelligence considers oneself as this body. Or, if spiritually little bit inclined or trained, then it will go to another extreme where, imperson- as an impersonalist, this person will consider oneself as God. Hmm? So that is avishuddha buddha. Hmm. Here Lord Chaitanya is saying, is talking about dharmasseva yesam nirbandi matihi ah, that unflinching and undeviating intelligence. So he says, those who are eager to awaken their spiritual consciousness and who have thus unflinching Undeviated intelligence certainly attains the desired goal of life very soon. He uses this verse, he quotes this verse using from Narada Purana and in, even in Bhaktira samhita Sindhu it's quoted. So now he is talking about those who are eager to awaken, the words used are very carefully chosen, those who are eager to awaken their spiritual consciousness. Uh, I have a question on that. Why, why should we even bother to awaken our spiritual consciousness? Because this is where Lord Chaitanya takes it to the next step. So, Before that is my question, why should we even bother to awaken our spiritual consciousness? He is not using the term to introduce spiritual consciousness. The word used is awaken. That means it's something within us, we just have to wake up to that reality. Why is that? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm? Suffering? Here people are suffering, so people are suffering materially, they have tried so many things. Now Lord Chaitanya is suggesting to awaken some, our spiritual consciousness. But why spiritual consciousness we have to even awaken? Why even there is a need to be spiritually awakened? Lord Chaitanya immediately in the following verses he says, jīvera krishna nitya Das krishna shakti He says, because we are eternally part and parcel of Krishna. We are spiritual in nature, part and parcel of Supreme Lord. It is the living entity's constitutional position to be servant of Krishna because he is marginal energy of Krishna and a manifestation simultaneously one and with different from the Lord. Very nice example he gives is of, of sunshine or a particle or a molecular particle of sunshine or fire, that's what soul's position is. And because that is our constitutional position, that's why the word used is awaken, not to something, not to introduce something which is very new, Hare Krishna. If we take to a chapter before, which is Lord Chaitanya's teachings to Rupa Goswami in Rupa Shiksha. Um, there is an amazing uh, explanation he gives of of what, why so first of all human beings are very important amongst all living entities and then the rarity of being a Krishna conscious person, a devotee of Krishna. I'll just, just read the translations and it's so amazing. He says in the 19th chapter of Madhya he says, the unlimited living entities can be divided into two divisions. First is those who can move, other is who cannot move. Among the living entities that can move, there are birds, aquatics and animals. And although the living entities known as human beings are very small in quantity, that division may be still further subdivided. Now amongst all the moving entities, human beings are superior. Human beings are further subdivided that there are many uncultured human beings like Malachas, Pulindas, Bauddhas, Sabaras. Now among those who are not in the lower category of uncivilized human beings, but they are into the civilized categories, those who are followers of the Vedic principles are considered civilized. Now among these, Lord Chaitanya says, they are almost half simply give lift service when they are committing while committing all kinds of sinful activities against these principles. Even though those who are following Vedas, at least half of them are just doing lip service because many are engaged in sinful activities. It is amazing that people currently, right now, there is some discussion happening on internet, it's going little viral, that there are spiritualists who are being defended by thousands of people who were known to be self-realized people, at least they are known to be self-realized people, but they were constantly engaged in eating animals and intoxication. And there is completely, there is a heavy defense going uh, just to protect their image. That how can you say that they were not great civilized great uh, self-realized souls, what if they were eating fish? What if they were smoking? And they and it's not that there is a there is a blame on them. They confirm, they have confirmed in their speeches that yes, we eat. Mm. So, that's why Lord Chaitanya is saying, most of them, half of them are giving lip service, committing sinful activities in the name of following Vedas. Such people do not care for the regulatory principles. But among the followers of the Vedas, who are not sinful, he says, most of our most are following the process of fruitive activities, karma kanda. Distinguish between bad and good work. Out of many such sincere fruitive workers, there may be one who is actually wise. There are many who are following the word used in that verse is Karmanistha. Uh, there are many who are who are doing their work faithfully and either they are very attached to their work and they give some result, or there are some who give all the result of their work. And Srila Prabhupada in that purport very clearly explains that there are people who may give all their hard earned salaries, huh? they may give all their hard earned salaries for some charity work, they may give, they may give all their hard earned salary for feeding the poor people, but they are still in the category of Karmanishta, uh, fruity workers. Why? Because either they are interested in themselves, or their family, or society, but materially, for their material well-being. Then he goes further and he says, out of many such wise men, millions of out of many millions of such wise men one may actually become mukta liberated and out of many millions of such liberated persons a pure devotee of lord krishna is very difficult to find now this is so amazing if you see the rarity of what our aim is which is which according to this appears super lofty mm-hmm. amongst all the species we just reduce 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 and we come to this stage where we are amongst millions and millions of souls, one may choose to become a pure devotee of Lord Krishna. Manushanam sahasreshu, kashchid yata siddhe, that very famous verse, out of many thousands and thousands, one will aim for perfection, and out of many thousands of perfected beings, kashchid vammeti tattvata, only one will know me in truth. This is a very rare position actually. And then he says, Oh, great sage, he is quoting one verse, out of many millions of materially liberated persons, people who are free from ignorance, out of many millions of siddhas who have nearly attained perfection, there is hardly one pure devotee of Narayan. He quotes the verse. Uh, only such a devotee is actually completely satisfied and peaceful. Mm. Now, uh, we come to we are directing towards the, to the, to the point where what causes such pure intelligence to take place within us that can bring us to this very rare position and Lord Chaitanya is taking through Sanatan Goswami and then we'll come back to Sanatana Shiksha again because he exactly re-emphasizes and establishes actually that same point in more detail. He says, in the following verse, according to their karma, this is the very, very super, very famous verse, Brahmand brahmite, kona Jeev, guru krishna prasade paaye bhakti lata According to their karma, all the living entities are wandering throughout the entire universe. Some of them are being elevated to upper planetary system, and some are going down into lower planetary system. Now, out of many millions of wandering living entities, one who is very fortunate, gets an opportunity to associate with a bona fide spiritual master, by the grace of Krishna. And by the mercy of both Krishna and the spiritual master, such a person receives the seed of creeper of devotional service. So, two names he has taken, by the mercy of bona fide spiritual master and Krishna. Lord Chaitanya tells to Rupa Goswami here. And then of course further he continues talking about the, the, the power of hearing and chanting Shravan and Kirtan and then... But here, while Sanatana Goswami is getting instructions from Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya also again exactly uses the same point but he adds one more personality, one more, one more uh, item in the list. So Krishna is done, which is super soul and the devotee. Lord Chaitanya says, in Madhya He says, Shadu shastra hai, tara If the conditioned soul becomes Krishna conscious by the mercy of saintly persons, who voluntarily preach scriptural injunctions and help him to become Krishna conscious, the conditioned soul is liberated from the clutches of Maya who gives him up. So, Lord Chaitanya is introducing scriptures the the vedic scriptures and then he says how krishna is so merciful that he has given us an opportunity to have access to these vedic scriptures uh, otherwise the the essence of of pure krishna consciousness even with scriptures in society is not accessible for, for most of the people, imagine if these scriptures were not there and we were just depending on some other source of information through tradition or whatever, there was no way to even go back and that's why Śrīla Prabhupāda very famously says, even if due to some reason is as a society shuts down due to whatever the whole politics changes, the whole scene completely becomes corrupt and they shut the society down, because my books are there in society, any sincere soul just by reading my books can start Krishna Consciousness again. Why? Because these literatures are available to bring us back on track. Lord Chaitanya says, Maya mukda jivera nahi swata Krishna Gyan, Jivera Kripa Kaila Krishna Puran. This is again a very famous verse. The conditioned souls cannot revive his Krishna Consciousness by his own effort. But out of causeless mercy, Lord Krishna compiled the Vedic literatures and its supplements and the Puranas. And then he sums up the whole thing after the, in the next verse. Shastra guru atma rupe apanare Janane janan. Krishna Mora prabhutrata jive the forgetful conditioned soul is educated by Krishna through Vedic literatures, the Self-realized spiritual master and the super soul. So now he finalizes the list with three, three personalities, Shastra, Guru and the Supersoul which is Krishna. Through these he can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead as he is. And he can understand that Lord Krishna is his eternal master, the deliverer from the clutches of maya. In this way, one can acquire real knowledge of his conditioned life and can come to understand how to attain liberation. Now, it's amazing how how by the mercy of Krishna, one gets spiritual master. By the mercy of spiritual master, we get introduced to the scriptures, we get trained into the scriptures, which helps us to understand Krishna even further, and and the same Paramatma within who is within us who expands as a spiritual master, then actually trains the disciple. In Bhagavatam, where 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 like the, the verse which is quoted in today's purport, which is talking about this avishuddha buddhe, this contaminated intelligence which is basically a prayer by the demigods and Lord Brahma um, in the 2nd second second chapter of 10th Canto, just immediately a verse before to that, even the demigods and, and in their prayers, they confirm this very same point where they say, and the purport of that is just amazing. Śrīla Prabhupāda has made it so clear and simple for us what exactly He wants us to do to make our intelligence qualified, strong and pure enough to reach to this goal, which Srila Prabhupada in this particular Prabhupada is aiming, which is to return back home, back to Godhead. And the verse in the Bhagavatam says, there are a lot of verses today, so, O Lord, who resembles the shining sun, this is the prayers by the demigods in 10th Canto, O Lord, who rem- resembles the shining sun, you are always ready to fulfill the desires of your devotee. Therefore, you are known as Desire Tree, One Chakalpatru. When Acharyas completely take shelter under your lotus feet in order to cross the fierce ocean of nisance, they leave behind on earth the method by which they have crossed. And because you are very merciful to your other devotees, you accept this method to help them. Hmm? So, the Acharyas, they attain success, but the process which they have attained success, they leave behind for us. It's exactly like I cross from this side of the river to the other side on the boat, but there is some mechanism that I take the boat and I go on the other side, but I leave the boat behind for others to come. And when they come, then somehow the boat comes back again to take many other people. When I was just preparing this, this, and this This example was in my mind where you take from this side to go across. Um, it reminded me of Kadam Kanan Maharaj's some last statements he was making. That uh, whatever I wanted to give you as a spiritual master, I have given. Srila Prabhupada has given. The books are there. My teachings are there through my lectures, recordings, whatever. Now see you on the next side. <laughs> Maharaj said, see, see you on the other side now. Uh and and the and the simplicity and the faith of that statement is only possible when you're living this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And when Maharaj said, see you on the other side, for those who are on this side of the river, the struggle may be there, but for him, he he knows he is going on the other side. Uh, so that's what the spiritual master does. That's what the great Acharyas do. In the purport, Śrīla Prabhupāda makes, actually it's worth reading the whole purport, but it's amazing purport. Um, Śrīla Prabhupāda says, it's a duty of the Guru to find means according to time, place, circumstance and the candidate by which one can be introduced, induced to render devotional service. It's a duty of the Guru to create means, to basically induce us. And then he says, then Krishna will accept from that candidate who wants to be successful in going back to Godhead, the services which the spiritual master has created for him. That itself Krishna will accept and it will cause perfection for the disciple. Why? Because it's something the spiritual master has created. Hmm? This, This Prabhupada says, the duty of Acharya therefore is to find means by which devotees may render service according to the reference from the scriptures. Really classic example we see, just 500 years before, the whole concept of book distribution was not there. Because book printing was not there. You had to hire a Brahmana who would take months or weeks or whatever to write one literature, one book because it's all handwritten. And then and then you you preserve it. And only certain Brahmanas would have these books. And, and some of the scholars, they say, this was one of the reasons Uh, Vedic culture survived even though so much external attack happened on Vedic culture. Because these literatures were kept in many, many different places within the Brahmanas. It was not very centralized like a university or a library where you just come, burn and finish the culture, the literatures. Because it was kept with Brahmanas in many, many different pockets. It just helped survive. That's just a side point. But the point was this one service was not there. We, we see in the in the in the times of narottamdas thakur um uh, shrinivasacharya then book distribution party was going on and, and they started book distribution and now when printing press came now book distribution is 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 way more rampant and and you know when um uh, digitalization was on its in the beginning phases, but it was becoming prominent. This was a this was a question on devotee's mind that book distribution on street may be affected because everyone is going on gadgets now. So then apps were created, Gita base, Vedabase. So then now when it will become more heavily digitalized, then different means will be will have to be thought by the acharyas. That time now what to do, how to create service for the devotees. So, that's the duty, it's an ongoing duty which the Guru has to create and that's their expertise. since Prabhupada continues that in our Krishna conscious movement, the same path is being prescribed and followed, which the scripture says and he says that thus the devotees have been advised to just follow four regulatory principles avoid illicit sex, intoxication, meat-eating, gambling, and chant 16 rounds every day. These are bona fide instructions. And then Prabhupada substantiates why he is saying so. He says, because in Western countries constant chanting is not possible, one should not artificially imitate Haridasa Thakur, but should follow this method. Then he says, Krishna will accept a devotee who strictly follows the regulatory principles and the methods prescribed in the various books and literatures published by the authorities. Krishna will accept their devotional service. The acharyas gives suitable method for crossing the ocean of Nisans and by accepting the boat of Lord's lotus feet. And if this method is strictly followed, Prabhupada says, the follower will ultimately reach the destination by the grace of Lord. And this term which is not commonly heard, Srila Prabhupada writes, this is called an Acharya Sampradaya. Uh, this is called Acharya Sampradaya. Sampradaya Veena Mantra Nishvalamate. Mm. So, when the spiritual master, the Acharya gives instructions and his goal is only and only to satisfy Supreme Lord and engage the disciples, that service itself becomes cause and means for the disciple who follows to gain success, basically. Mm. This, We see uh, two contrasting examples, one from the scriptures I'll take and one from Śrīla Prabhupāda's time, who have gained success uh, just because they followed this Acharya sampradaya principle. And the other one, even though he was seeing Krishna face to face, just the lack of faith due to weak intelligence just didn't even let him attain liberation, until a pure devotee of Krishna had to forcefully interfere. What to speak of attaining the lotus feet of Krishna. Even liberation, even just Mukti itself became so hard for this person. And, and, and he is none other than our very famous blind person, Dhritarashtra. He was seeing Krishna face to face. Something very interesting happened. You know, Duryodhan. When, if during the battle of Kurukshetra, when he found out that Krishna knows that Bhishma has given him the Five Arrows, that was the first time Duryodhan thought, is Krishna God? Maybe he's God, because before that, for him Krishna was nothing but a very powerful person who knew magic. Uh, that's what, that's his, that was his very clear opinion on Krishna, that he is a very powerful person who knows magic. Even when Krishna went as peace messenger, Shanti Dut, and Krishna showed his semi-universal form, Duryodhan actually thought, this is some magic he did. Uh, just, just, he just created an illusion and because of that illusion, we all got bewildered. Seeing Krishna face to face, showing his almost as powerful Virat Rupa as he showed in the battlefield, but it was still semi virat Rupa. Now, Dhritarashtra was not in a very different category in terms of his faith, in terms of his intelligence, it was almost similar. So, when Dhritarashtra heard Mahabharat from Sanjay who and Sanjay is watching it and Sanjay is telling him exactly what Sanjay is watching, that Krishna has shown his whole Virat Rupa and all the devatas, all powerful personalities, Brahma, Shiva, everyone is in body of Krishna and then your son. Great Grandfather Bhishma, Drona, Karna, all are entering his mouth and are being crushed under his teeth. Dhritarashtra also felt like that. Oh, will my sons lose the battle? Is Krishna God? If His Supreme Personality of Godhead and if he is saying that only you five Pandavas and few others will go back and everyone on the Kaurava side will die, at least most of them will die and all hundred sons of Dhritarashtra will die and they will not gain the kingdom. Will it happen? Oh, is Krishna God? But because of his lack of faith and lack of spiritual intelligence, you'll be shocked, you know what he thought? He thought to himself, maybe it will not happen. Why? Because Krishna only came as a peace messenger. And as a peace messenger, Krishna came and he came with the agenda. And what was the agenda? Ask for peace. Hmm? Shanti. And he said, give us five villages and Pandavas will be satisfied. If Krishna could not agree, or Krishna could not convince Duryodhan and the whole party that time and could not achieve his means that time, maybe this time also his words will not come true. <laughs> that was his lack of faith. That was his lack of intelligence, Dhritarashtra. And he told Sanjay very clearly, that ah, no, I don't think this will come true, maybe, maybe this will not happen, maybe the battlefield battle will not be won by Pandavas, and Krishna said. On the contrary is the very famous example we hear of Mr. Sethi, very simple businessman, disciple of Srila Prabhupada in Mumbai, who was working very hard to protect this Juhu land. And Prabhupada made an amazing statement. We all have heard this pastime so many times, but the statement Śrīla Prabhupada made was so heart-touching. So I'll quickly brief the pastime that there was a lot of issues happening with the land. And this Mr. Sethi who was a builder, but a small builder, was not anywhere in comparison to the person whom we were having a legal battle for the land. Because the other guy was very influential, he had press under him, He had politicians with him, he had money with him uh, and he sold land to Śrīla Prabhupāda but he had sold the same land to five other people also. (laughs) The same person had taken money from them. Now the battle is who will own the title of the land and he wants the land back because someone has offered him three times more than what Śrīla Prabhupāda offered. Uh, in those times it was 14 lakh rupees, according to now it may be 29,000 Australian dollars approximately. And he got an offer after giving for 14 lakh to Srila Prabhupada for 36 lakh, uh, which is almost two and a half price, times price. And, and he had already sold to five people, he was a basically a cheat. And he knew this old man is there with all Western disciples, what can they do? Hmm? So, this Mr. Sethi, who was a local businessman, he became disciple of Śrīla Prabhupāda, and he was helping. So, one night when the goons were coming to break the the temple, the hut they had made, he sat outside in rain with a gun, and he said, today either I will die, or they will die if they come to break in the temple, and throw the devotees out. That was his commitment to Śrīla Prabhupāda. He would call Śrīla Prabhupāda, (laughs) Guruji. Now, Things became little more easier, ISKCON was almost towards, not winning the case but this Mr. Nair, who was fighting this this legal battle, uh, he died. Uh, That itself is an amazing pastime, how it happened, maybe some other time but, actually Srila Prabhupada was in Mumbai, Prabhupada was so frustrated, he just threw the paper, he said, just get rid of this headache. My five years has gone in getting this land and still there is no clarity whether we are going to get it or not. Uh, get our money back. So they said Prabhupada he will, he will definitely give you money back because he is getting 36 lakh rupees. And he, he owns 5 lakh rupees of income tax to government. So that same night Srila Prabhupada was coming to Sydney. So Srila Prabhupada said but I don't think so in this life he can pay his income tax and Prabhupada leaves from Mumbai, coming to Sydney. Prabhupada reached Sydney and the telegram was waiting for him that when you left that night, Mr. Nayad died of heart attack. (laughs) Prabhupada (laughs) predicted it, in this life he is not going to pay his income tax. But then the case got a little more resolved, his wife also begged apologies from Srila Prabhupada and then the land was given. So, this Mr. Sethi meanwhile was constructing residential apartments for devotees to live, because devotees were living in a pest-infested area. The rats would climb and these are all Western devotees. It's not, not not from India who are habitual to live in that very heavy, hot, humid environment. You're practically on a no-man's land, because that area now is very, very posh area, but that time it was just a sort of jungle area and then rats are climbing you, nibbling on your feet and all that. So, they were going through a lot of hardships. So, he was creating some apartment building for the devotees to peacefully stay. And Srila Prabhupada came and then he saw, oh, he's creating apartment building and Prabhupada said, thank you so much for making apartment building for the devotees here. Like you are making apartment building for the devotees here, Krishna is making house for you in Golokurindavan, And that's where the amazing statement I was talking about comes. Then this Mr. Sethi, out of his humility, he says, <clears throat> I'm a very sinful man. How can I go to Krishna Loka? He's practicing, he's chanting also, but he's doing his business also and all. I'm a very, very sinful man. How can I go to Krishna Loka? And Srila Prabhupada says, that I will see to it. Mm? This is not your duty. It is my headache. It is me who will assure that you go to Krishna Loka not you who has to worry about it. And, and why? Why he got this benediction? Just his clear intelligence and his firm faith. And that's what clear intelligence and firm faith can do in our lives. But that clear intelligence comes with the help of three personalities. Paramatma, Guru and scriptures in our life. Hmm? Scriptures they appear to be a book but it's personalities. Because inside the scriptures there are many personalities talking to us. Either the Supreme Lord is talking to us or His great devotees are talking to us. So. And that's the right use of intelligence. And as Prabhupada says, when devotional service develops, once intelligence becomes clear, one can use his intelligence to return home, back to Godhead, like this Mr. Sati did. What he did? He just used his intelligence. That this person is a pure devotee of Krishna. My goal of my life, my goal of my life, is just to serve him. He just used his intelligence in service of Srila Prabhupada trying to serve His devotees, making Him pleased. The result was He returned back home, back to God. Hmm? Very simple. Hare Krishna. Any questions, comments or corrections you can ask. Yes, Mataji. <coughs>
1: Hare Krishna Prabhupada, um, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji you mentioned that we have to purify our intelligence. Yeah. But Prabhuji I was hearing a lecture from Srila Prabhupada. And in that lecture, someone asked a question that Prabhupada... Um, I'm enchanting, I'm not able to control my mind because it goes here and there. Ah. So then Prabhupada answered that you don't need to engage your mind, you just engage your mouth in chanting and engage your ears in hearing. So when we only need the mouth and ears, so then why do we have to like purify the intelligence?
0: (laughs) 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 Yes, we only need mouth and ear. but the result is that it purifies intelligence. In that context, there was a reason why Prabhupada made that statement, because this devotee came and said to Prabhupada, what should I think and meditate on when I chant? Should I visualize this, should I visualize that? This thought comes to mind, should I think this, should I think that? Prabhupada said, what is the question of thinking when you are chanting? You just chant and you just hear the holy name of the Lord. But to do that, you need intelligence For what? You need to very clearly know the glories of the Holy Name, right? Otherwise, why will you put your time in chanting the Holy Name? Why will you try to control your mind when it goes everywhere? isn't, Isn't it a very known practice for all of us that just bring your mind back to the Holy Name? But how will you bring it if your intelligence is not purified or if your intelligence is not strong enough? How will you actually control your mind, if your intelligence is not strong enough? There is no other way. But the interesting thing is, our means and our goal. You understand these two things? Our means means our practice and our goal is the same, which is to hear and chant about Krishna. So, even while in our struggling stages, we try to hear and chant about Krishna, when we become perfected, we will do exactly the same thing. But while we are trying to purify ourselves, the use of intelligence is very much required. I'll give you a quick example on how intelligence is so important. We, we hear about, we hear the story of Bharat Maharaj, who was a great king. He left all the riches, all the worldly opulences, wife, children, kingdom, everything, went to the forest. Right? He perfected himself to that degree that he was on the bhava stage, which is just before pure devotional to Krishna prem ankur stage that means he had already had he already had access to his spiritual reality to some degree but because he was alone he got attached to the deer that moment itself his intelligence started reversing this is the role of intelligence right almost till the end uh, the intelligence actually must be nourished side by side If his intelligence that time would have told him, I think you're going wrong, can you take help from someone? Then he would have taken some association of devotees, they would have chastised or corrected him that, just do hell with the deer, can you focus on the goal you came here for? But no one was there to tell him and he also did not take anyone else's help. And that's why as devotees it's so essential that uh, if you think that you don't have intelligence to take certain spiritual decisions, please hire someone else's intelligence. And devotees are willing to rent out their intelligence for free. But the use and the need of intelligence is very much essential till almost till the end. Almost till the end. Is it okay?
1: Thank you, Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Anything else? Yes, bro. Hare Krishna prabhu um, as you mentioned the role of intelligence and the mind mm-hmm. and the soul is sitting at, at the back as a um, as a charioter so passenger passenger yeah so now we understood the the role uh, played by the mind and the in, uh, and the intelligence now what is the role of the uh, passenger or the soul So, what soul will do is,
0: until the time, uh, basically if you see, the soul is the decision maker, Hmm. the onus is always on us. Hmm. Uh, And that's why it is said, many people they complain, Prabhu, what can I do? My karma is like that. I'm just stuck, you know. What can I do? I'm just like this only. Oh, my karma is like that. What can I do? This is a very common statement people make. Your karma may be whatever, and your situation may be whatever, but within that situation the choices are always yours. As I said, for example, if someone is from Indian background, whatever the choices your background may give you, that you will only eat this and this and this, but you still have a choice to offer it to Krishna. Mm -hmm. Right? So that choice, the exercise, the usage of your choice will decide purification of the intelligence. How many Indians are there? How many Australians are there uh, in Melbourne? It's the usage of the choice you have, whether to go for your spiritual upliftment or not. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's not just a material situation. Material situation can help or can make it harder. But the choice always remains to you. Like a very nice example is given, if I tie a bull with a 10 meter rope from a pole here, so the bull can only move around in this room up to the length of 10 meter. That is the karma or the limitation of that bull. But what the bull will do within 10 meters is bull's choice. And that choice no one takes, that free will no one takes from us. And use, usage of that free will, will decide whether your next situation will be with a longer rope or you are liberated with no rope or a shorter rope with more limitations on you by the law of karma. Based, exa, this will all be decided based on your choices. What you do within what you have. Mm. The problem people face is because they focus a lot on other people's rope. And the comparison to other people's rope and the complaining and the cribbing and crying we have because of other people's length of rope, then we forget that, oh my God, my goal of life was to make my choices, not to compare and cry whole life that I only have one investment property and the parents are telling, you rascal, 20 years you are in Australia, only one investment property. (laughs) Your same street mate living opposite to you has five investment property mm. uh, and you have only one investment property. What are you doing? Mm. Uh, you studied in the same college, same this, same that. What? No. Why? We are own, our, One of the key reasons for our suffering is because we are interested in other people's length of rope, yeah. not in our choices. If mm. we can really get, become more internal, and try to make our choices right, Mm -hmm. then what to speak of rope? Freedom is waiting for us. Liberation is waiting for us. Mm -hmm. Why to even worry about increasing the length of your rope? We can go back home, back to Godhead. And that purifies our intelligence with the right choices we make within our whatever situation we have. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the job of the soul okay so the job of the soul is to uh, see that he is getting driven by the intelligence not by the mind yes purified uh, intelligence
0: please. purified intelligence mm.
1: so now when it's come to intelligence now casino is there is attracting us yeah is it <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> you know money that at the coin is falling so yeah. um, now two choices one is that i don't go in and i don't get involved in that gamble. Another is that now I practice Krishna Consciousness. And one person is he, he's not he's not gambling, there are a lot of very nice people, they don't gamble, but at the same time they don't pra- practice Krishna Consciousness. So then how, how to understand this one?
0: Uh, so one very simple answer to that is, uh, you will become whom you associate with. Mm-hmm. So if if your goals are clear in what in what basically in what in life you want to do make friends based on that
1: hmm.
0: because as it says birds of same feather flock, flock together, together. Yeah. because if they're not of same feather mm-hmm. uh, they will not flock together
1: yeah.
0: why why because there is nothing you want to gain from them hmm. We have certain friendship, and we say, "Oh, I cannot give up his my friendship because you want to gain something from that friendship." Still,
1: yeah.
0: How I, How can I not be friends with them? Yes, you can always be friends with them, but be in a in a friendship where you are the giver, not the receiver, mm. because association means okay. the value exchange. Mm. Association doesn't mean physical proximity. People associate with with other people in the tram for hours together, shoulder to shoulder. But you don't bring their values home and the day you start bringing their values home then you're actually associating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with your friendship, in your friendship circle also who is taking whose value home will decide are you birds of the same feather or not. Mm -hmm. Just to be mates, just to be business partner, just to be formal friendship that's not very that's okay to have mm-hmm. that is fine but whose values are coming home mm-hmm. will decide our future
1: mm-hmm.
0: and whoever's value comes home for you they will de- of course decide your future but they will make you who you will also become in future
1: mm-hmm.
0: they are they are writing your 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 current your destiny right now that's why it says, You tell me your five friends and I tell your future now. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you will become.
1: Yeah.
0: Many people ask this question how to gain faith? How to gain faith? And many senior devotees just say, Be friends with those who have faith. Why? Because it will rub on you. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of it. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay. Anything else to finish? Granth Rashimad Bhagatam ki Jai Srila Prabhupada ki Jai.